Hey everyone, you're listening to my podcast titled Suchitra's Life and it's me Suchitra. Do you know that India is the country with a maximum number of women pilots in the world? Well, in a tweet, the Union's Civil Aviation Minister Hardeep Singh Puri said that Indian carriers employ close to 12.4% of women pilots. India actually tops in the proportion of women pilots than any other nation which is much higher than the world average of 5.4%. Today I have with me Anaga Balasubramaniam to give us more insights about aviation industry and um, how one could go about making it in the industry. So let's get started. Hi Anaga, how are you? I am fine. I'm doing well. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, I'm. I'm good too. And thanks a lot for doing this uh, with me today. So and thank you for giving me an opportunity to express my views. Sure. Thank you. So um, Anaga, let me you know start off by asking, what fascinated you about aviation? Like, what was the pull? towards that um for me my personal experience would be the first time i saw an aircraft flying a jet aircraft flying that's when i it, it kind of uh, pulled me towards the industry um though i did not fix uh, my mind to start with the flying but yes that was my first uh, experience all right Okay, so uh, can you give a brief about your education as to what qualifications are required you know, to become a pilot here in India, especially? Okay, here in India, as per DGCA standards, uh, DGCA stands for Directorate General of Civil Aviation. Mm-hmm. So as per their requirements, um, a pilot would need higher secondary, that's 10 plus 2 with max physics, chemistry as uh, then uh, mainstream and uh, with 50% aggregate. Okay. That's the requirement. All right. All right. So, um, like, can you take a, take me through your journey of getting this license? Like, how hard it was for you? Or, like, how was it for you? Okay. So, coming to the journey, um, I started my flying uh, very early. Um, as soon as I completed my higher secondary, I started my flying. Uh, I did my entire uh, training in Hyderabad, Big Bay Airport. So, it took me approximately one year and eight months uh, to complete the entire 200 hours of requirement and other um, uh, regulations that are as prescribed by DCA. So, uh, yeah, so in, in the initial stages itself, it was very clear that I was going to do flying. So I opted out, uh, opted for it uh, very early. And after completing my flying, I went on to do my master's. So after completing uh, everything, uh, recently uh, I did my multi-engine rating because that is a prerequisite for doing K20 type rating. Then um, after that, I went on for my type rating. So the journey is very, uh, like, oh yeah, started very early, I would say. Sure. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, it, it, 
usually women are kind of trolled for the way they drive cars like you see a lot of memes coming up like women <laughs> bashing cars into you know mm-hmm. some pillars mm-hmm. or stuff mm-hmm. so with this kind of notion mm-hmm. how hard it is for women to make it in the aviation industry the you know the notion mm-hmm. is such that women can't drive uh the notion i would say it is there as a passenger if you see some passengers coming in you know seeing a women pilot they they have some kind of a stigma attached to it i would say mm-hmm. but as such the industry is not uh, you know uh, industry is very welcoming and they are very inclusive and uh, there are a lot of women commanders who are who are flying the craft and you know we will have you will have men you know mm-hmm. sitting on the right seat flying an aircraft so this industry is totally different uh, because it's 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 completely sop driven and the kind of training that's given there is no men women all that you know mm-hmm. of, you know when you get inside the cockpit okay uh, so probably that's one of the reason why it is so inclusive i would say and especially in india uh statistically speaking india is one of the countries where uh, the women pilots are uh, the population is more yes yes as, you know as in comparison so that is something which is very encouraging mm-hmm. uh uh industry wise you will not have any problem people are very inclusive but yeah from outside yes that is there that stigma is still there Mm-hmm. So uh let me just ask this quick question you just said that uh, when you sit in the right side of the seat so mm-hmm. is that person the commander of the pilot i mean the aircraft mm-hmm. no the first officer uh, the vice to co-pilot will be sitting in the right seat left seat is always taken by the commander the pilot in command okay 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 i got that so um the, so how many hours of practice are you know required to get your license okay as per dgc standards again uh, we would require 200 hours of flying flight time mm-hmm. and uh, those 200 hours of flight time will be split into uh, you know based on the type of aircraft you are doing whether you are going to be instrument rated mm-hmm. or whether you are going to do multi so based on those criteria uh, you will have specific hours to complete mm-hmm. uh when i say specific hours that would mean these many hours of solo time these many hours of instrument time mm-hmm. these many hours of cross country these many hours of flight uh, night flying mm-hmm. uh so these are this is how the 200 hours is split into so if you want you can you know if you're planning well ahead uh, before training you can do a multi also within the 200 hours oh any multi engine yeah yeah that is like mm-hmm. really interesting so you just uh, use this term instrument rating can you mm-hmm. expand a little more about it uh instrument rating would mean that uh, basically we have two types of flight rules one is the visual flight rule and the other one is the instrument flight rule so usually during the training period we'll be mostly flying uh, visually that is we'll be sticking to visual flight rules uh which in other words means you will be visually flying the aircraft you will not be you will be having prominent features as landmarks and you will be ha- you will be maintaining your own separation between other aircrafts and all that mm-hmm. uh but when you start flying for an airline or something like you know big jets and all which is flying at 
higher altitude you will need to have an instrument rating even otherwise even during the training period for uh, for example say the weather conditions are not mm-hmm. good or something like that you will have to rely on instrument so okay basically it's it's relying completely on the instruments and you will not have you will be forced or you'll be put in a situation where you can't even see what's happening outside Oh. So in order to read the instrument and also fly the instrument precisely, you you will be given certain training on like how an instrument behaves, mm-hmm. um, how what would you do uh, if you are if you are carrying out a missed approach procedure. Mm-hmm. Because uh, uh, it's it's not like I, all the aircrafts are just going to come right in front of the runway, align itself and yeah. land right. Yeah. They'll be coming from all directions and they have to maintain the separation. So there is a specific way that aircraft will come, you know, go outside. I mean, outbound, um, like going out of these uh, station or coming inside the station. So in both the ways, there are specific procedures. We call it signal stars, standard into instrument departure, standard arrival. So there is a specific procedure that we need to follow. So those aspects will be purely, completely, uh, you know. based on instruments one of uh, best example that i can give you is the uh, catree landing um, where the aircraft can come and land with uh, up to 50 feet it can land without any visual reference mm-hmm. so for that all those aspects of flying are totally totally dependent on instrument Okay. So only an instrument rated pilot will be eligible or is allowed to fly an instrument, uh, you know, flight, mm-hmm. carry out an instrument flight. Okay. So this was about instrument rating. So mm-hmm. what what about type rating? That you know, that's like a in in layman terms, if you could tell us. Type rating will be on specific aircraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, the requirements will be given by a specific manufacturer. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like uh, Airbus, Boeing, ATR, mm-hmm. uh, Bombardier, or Embraer, they will have there are a lot of aircrafts. Just to give you a few, you know, prominent or very very famous aircrafts. These are the most uh, you know prominent aircrafts. Mm-hmm. And uh, all over the world, you will have uh, Boeing and Airbus. Uh, they are they are dominating the sky right now okay. so most of the passenger aircraft if you see it's all going in airbus manufacturers mm-hmm. so those type rating are prescribed by the manufacturers they will give a prescribed way uh, the standard which has to be followed mm-hmm. and uh, you will be type rated on that particular aircraft okay. based on their requirements Mm-hmm. And type rating is very important if you are, uh, if you really want to have, um, you know, um, if you want to, you know, really end up in an airline, mm-hmm. it it will give you a boost, you know, apart from having CPL, um, you know, clearing other papers and all. Having a type rating will always give you an advantage. Yes, yes. So both uh, type rating and instrument rating, uh, instrument rating are mm-hmm. subject to renewal. right yes everything in aviation is subject to renewal instrument rating you will get it when you are getting your cpl most of the pilots are instrument rated okay so 
it's it's not a separate license as such mm-hmm. it's just um, it's just an i would say an extension so mm-hmm. what happens is in 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 your cpl you will have a particular portion where this is instrument rating will be mentioned oh. validity will be mentioned when is the instrument check done mm-hmm. uh, it's valid for one year so it's one year period will be mentioned so okay so instrument rating is like valid for one year yeah and what about type rating like it's different aircraft right yeah type rating will be valid for 3 years okay uh, post 3 years you will have to uh, do your renewal that would include few sessions in the simulator mm-hmm. uh, which will again include one ir check and other general uh, you know sorties whatever specified again by the type rating uh, manufacturers and then based on that your licenses will be renewed again for another 3 years oh okay and that's a pretty you know intense process mm-hmm. yeah and um, coming to you know uh, women pilots let let me just focus on women pilots a bit here mm-hmm. what kind of fitness level do you think a woman should have in order to get into this industry uh fitness i would say uh, beat women or men i would say uh, they uh medical standards will require them to maintain uh, perfect uh, bmi bmi is what we go through basically that's the reference for mm-hmm. us so if you are overweight or anything so you will have uh, you will be forced to do certain extra tests every year we will have to do our medical tests medical validity is for one year again Uh, so every year you will have to do and it will come with lot of uh, lots and lots of you know extra buts and there will be lot of specifications mm-hmm. if you have undergone any sur- surgeries you will have to do it in a specific uh, air force center mm-hmm. and uh, if if every fifth annual and every now the rules have changed but initially every fifth rule every five years you will have to again do it in the air force Mm. so uh big men or women generally um, they um, there are few criteria like uh, actually the medical assessment is split into two class 2 and class 1 mm-hmm. so class 2 will be for initial licensing it will just to start with flying you can go ahead and do your class 2 mm-hmm. which will uh, just check the basic uh, you know requirements as to whether you are fitting in or you know whether you're fulfilling those particular uh, basic requirement class yeah. 1 is mandatory for cpl uh, commercial pilot license uh, issuers so uh, class 1 would include uh, eeg ecg audiometry mm-hmm. then um, if you are overweight then there will be further test that would be prescribed mm-hmm. then if you are women then there will be other test and if you are men there will be certain prescribed test Mm-hmm. and i these are the common um, you know mm-hmm. tests based on complications they will suggest you know more uh, tests that that is specific to individual okay okay so uh, so it's right after your uh, plus 2 that you started uh, you know studying for yeah cpl right so uh, did you enroll yourself in a training institution that would you know help you or was it like a can it be done like self learning in a, in that way can we study by ourselves and give the exams mm-hmm. or stuff? 
Yeah, you can actually. But uh, in my case, what happened was I enrolled in an academy. Uh, whenever you enroll in an academy, you will be asked to sit for a ground class. Mm-hmm. So the ground class will anyway cover the theory aspects. Mm-hmm. So uh, self-learning, yeah, that can be done at all times. That can be done. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And uh, what kind of mindset, you know, a person would require to go through this grind, you know, you'll be flying, mm-hmm. like, uh, there'll be a lot of uncertainty when you are in the air, mm-hmm. yet yeah. you have to uh, take it all in and just go for it. What kind of mm-hmm. mindset do you think? It's just you mean uh, to be a pilot with yes. this profession? Yes, the uncertainty and all with with all that. Okay. Um, the first thing uh, you'll be very surprised, you know, with my answer that you know people think pilots will need a lot of knowledge and all mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yes, but that that would not even you know be part of my list actually, mm-hmm. uh, because knowledge is something I think any average person or above average individual can do a very good flying, mm-hmm. can develop flying skills. Mm-hmm. Knowledge, according to me, will will of course it's important. I'm not denying. But mm. but there are other aspects. There is scope to improve your knowledge. You do a thing ten times, twenty times, you will get used to it. There's scope for learning. There's scope for development. Mm. But other aspects like you know discipline and uh, uh, being honest and um, your attitude, basically those things are something that you're born with, or you know there is it's, it's very resistant to changes. Mm. That is something, if you do not possess any qualities that are demanding for the profession, mm. you have to change it. So, yeah, with those aspects in mind, first thing is a pilot should be, should be very, very, uh, you know, passionate about his profession because mm. it, it's filled with uncertainty. Like, um, there are a lot of, you know, uh, students or a lot of people who come and ask me, okay, it takes these many years, so when am I going to end up with a job? Mm. So that's something that nobody can answer because half of the time it's not your mistake, but you will be forced to wait for a long period of time to end up with a job. Mm. So only a person who is really, really passionate will continue to, you know, um, survive in this industry that's one thing second thing is being disciplined uh being honest you know that integrity is very very important you constantly monitor i don't think there's any profession where uh you know a person is put into so much of stress and constantly being monitored every word that's uttered in the cockpit everything that you do is being constantly monitored so anything goes wrong or you are you have to explain why you did that you will be questioned so that that thing there's no way you can you know come out of it mm. so you have got to be you know absolutely disciplined like you know yeah one thing third thing is to cling on to the profession and you know that perseverance is very very important patience is very important mm. in fact i would put put perseverance as the first quality because uh, it might take one year, two year, ten years, fifteen years. Mm. Uh, the moment you give up, that's when you know everything will be fine in the industry. So the moment you have to just stay in the industry and you know 
still uh, you know try to uh, equip yourself not forget things that you have learned yeah. so these are things that are going to be very difficult but these are the qualities that that is required mm-hmm. and and nobody can te- teach these things and we don't have books to teach but mm-hmm. uh, if, if a person has these qualities i think that person will be a wonderful pilot yeah and um, the way you said that they are put into so much of stress and monitored at the same time mm-hmm. it kind of brings me the images from the movie sally right yeah i mean he was like being constantly uh, asked as to why mm-hmm. he took that decision of you know mm-hmm. landing landing mm-hmm. his aircraft i think i think that's the kind of uh, like Mm-hmm. that's the first time i got to see something like that and i just didn't know that this is how it happens like totally uh, process oriented i just didn't know that mm-hmm. that movie kind of gave an insight into mm-hmm. that yeah and um, so once an aspirant gets his or her license how could they go about doing a job search does having a linkedin account help them like in this process or Mm, unfortunately no um maybe and and uh, maybe it's different for different countries but uh, keeping india in mind uh with the limited airlines that's operating here um in london or any other there might be posts that might help mm. but nobody is going to uh, you know reach out to candidates through linkedin that's not going to happen mm. none of the airlines are going to reach out to the candidates Mm-hmm. so they will come up with an ad and they will give a deadline and the candidate to fulfill the criteria they should go ahead and you know apply that's how it has always been here okay so uh, maybe for charter pilots or or you know specific different uh, aircraft ratings they might search for pilots like that mm-hmm. but uh, if you are looking for a passenger or you know mm-hmm. uh, pilot you know commercial pilot that's not the right work because we have 800 900 pilots the requirement is very uh, small mm-hmm. so so that's not the right work in india at least okay okay and um anuga like you know we've been through this pandemic and it's still going mm-hmm. on like another variant has come up and stuff mm-hmm. is happening mm-hmm. and uh, we see that aviation industry has have in the beginning it has it was just shut down mm-hmm. people kind of started losing hope mm-hmm. but now it's like slowly it's picking up Mm-hmm. what do you what do you think like the future would look like um i think i have a very limited experience to answer that mm-hmm. question because i do not have any valid data to support okay. whatever i'm going to say mm-hmm. but i have been in this profession for a very long time mm-hmm. and uh, since the beginning i have seen this industry you know going up and down and it will always remain like this because this industry is very dynamic mm-hmm. and uh, any industry which is going to stagnate and you know not change itself there is no scope for development and learning but aviation is not like that mm-hmm. so it it will forever be like this there will be ups and there will be downs but uh, pandemic my heart somewhere uh, says that uh, there will be a lot of boom 
there is a very big void that has been created right now mm. so it has sucked out all the uh, you know uh, resources everything is gone now mm. so thing which goes down has to go up again what goes up has to come down again so the peak will again come and then how i don't know i have no valid data but yes it does it, it will happen it mm. has to happen because the industry is such an industry that mm. uh, it cannot just die like that yes and uh, there has been talks about launching an afford- affordable uh, you know air mm-hmm. airline services akasha mm-hmm. they are saying mm-hmm. it's, it's in the news it's been in the news recently mm-hmm. yeah so yeah in future i think it'll boom like anything mm-hmm. and um, the one interesting thing that i found in your profile is that you're a psychologist so yeah. i was totally intrigued by that a pilot and a psychologist like what what is this like can you just uh, give us some insights about this new thing that i got to know from you called mm-hmm. aviation psychologist uh, yeah so um after my 12 like i told you i started my flying yeah. then after flying there was a gap again the industry was not doing well so i wanted to pursue more and start learn new things mm-hmm. so that's how i ended up with psychology mm-hmm. but uh, initially to be frank it was just a just to uh, you know uh, i just took it to kill some time and mm-hmm. you know just to engage myself but uh, i was wrong and that that subject had that power to you know mm-hmm. uh, grab all my attention so i went and did my masters also mm-hmm. and um, you'll be surprised we do have a separate paper called human factors which will which is covered under regulations Oh. So uh, there's a separate uh, chapter which deals with human physiology, psychology, mm-hmm. um, crew management, everything, decision making. Mm-hmm. So uh, certain illusions that happens during flying. Yeah. So all these aspects, how thinking, learning, all motivation, all these kind of uh, concepts are also covered in that. Mm-hmm. So and and there is a separate. Um, uh study i would say branch of psychology mm-hmm. called aviation psychology which will uh, completely you know deal with the ergonomics how the cockpit layout is designed mm-hmm. uh, why it's chosen that way why the seating is chosen the same why are we using certain lights and not this light mm-hmm. so everything the human psychology is taken so much into consideration uh in all aspects including the design mm-hmm. and uh, even the training is given in such a way that you know they always consider you know what uh, the limitations are basically taken into account so that's one thing it's a beautiful uh, uh you know like mm-hmm. combination of two beautiful subjects yeah so, that's one thing even otherwise i call it had always helped me throughout my life mm-hmm. so that's one thing <laughs> yeah sure and um finally i've, I've come across your initiative uh, called reach cactus 1549 mm-hmm. where in you uh, you know you are you'll be training uh, other aspirants mm-hmm. firstly i'm intrigued about this title can you um, give us a little background Okay that's the aircraft that Sally was flying uh, oh. like the registration at the 1549 so uh so I'm I'm 
I, I'm uh, he's my inspiration. I'm very inspired by uh, his, you know, integrity and his skills and as a as a pilot, the kind of professionalism that's shown. Exactly. Uh, so that's something. Uh, not from the movie. A movie will have a lot of uh, aspects that are not covered in real life. Mm-hmm. But in real life, when you get to know about the things that have. Uh, like it, there were a lot of changes that were brought in after that incident for example mm-hmm. so that is one thing which i uh, really admire about him so i was searching for a title and i thought i will go with this one this was the aircraft that he was flying okay so, and uh, yeah so you will be like uh, teaching aspirants or the aviation subjects or the the- theoretical aspects mainly yeah mostly i would be uh, helping students who are giving their dgc exams to clear cpl exams okay uh, so that that would basically cover only four main core subjects so i'm sticking only to more four main subjects um and i'm only sticking to cpl uh, aspirants so okay Okay, that's that's uh, really interesting. Um, Anuga, anything else you'd like to share with our listeners about anything yeah. in general? Yeah, to all those aspirants who want to fly, I think uh, it's it's a tough time, but I would want them to be very positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, things are not going to be the same forever. Mm-hmm. It will change, and uh, this industry is something that I can promise that which will never die. So mm-hmm. never ever give up. That's one thing. That's a no no for this profession. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot, Anaga. Thanks for sharing so Thank much. Thank you. Of- Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. Take Bye. care. Yeah.